um, yeah, let's begin. So the new, this new idea that we're doing is going to be not probably not new to anyone else, but just us, um, because we didn't start out this way. This is kind of like uh, the way we kind of been directed to go, right? Mm-hmm. Like through COVID and all that stuff, and and also we both have like super busy lives, right? Like you, yeah. you have an incredibly busy life right now. You're All right now, in, yeah. Well, but you do. There's no question about it. So, and right now probably feels like there's not enough time in a day for you. So this this new format is like helpful for both of us. Yeah, I think is so. My, I think it'll be good. Is my point. Yeah. yeah. Because there's hardly enough time in the day for me to do the regular work I got to do. Oh, yeah. Um, and right now we're like, we're looking at trying to get a, we're, well, we'll have an application in for, for a grant hope by tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But that's been crazy, right? Trying to get all the, all of yeah. our ducks in a row and. Oh, I um, bet. But worthwhile because we got to see how, how much work we did last year. Right. Yeah. Um, with, with minimal resources. And so I'm pretty proud of that. Like, cause that, that means a lot to me coming from, my background um, has always been pretty, I've tried to remain grassroots wherever I go. Yep. And, and so that's, that's important to me to keep it sustainable and, and also make sure that we're available, you know, as oh, much yeah. as possible. Yeah. Well, last year I know it was absolutely crazy for you. So it, it must be kind of mm-hmm. interesting to put numbers on paper and actually see like how many calls you took, how many people you talked to and, things yeah. like that i would imagine that's astronomical compared to the year before oh my goodness it was it was so different right and, yeah and because most of it was it, it was on well i was the only working person yeah right, on the on the front line except for a couple of facilitators who did a couple of groups yeah um and thankfully it wasn't all up to me because those yeah. groups wouldn't have got done right like yeah yeah um so well, it's, it's always a team, nice. man. It's got to be a team. Right? Well, always got to be a team, man. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we're trying to build is to strengthen the team that yep. we have so that we can keep moving forward and expand our resources to fit the demographics of what's going on in our city, right? Oh, in yeah. Communities. So, um, yeah. So here we are, man. It's uh, just you and me, buddy. And <laughs> I got to tell you, it's kind of nice just to be able to, because now you can't ignore me when i talk to you uh, like you do during the other podcast when we have what i don't do that at all dude everybody out there knows that you ignore me constantly man. um i don't mind it because you know what'll happen is if you get me going and that's why you ignore me because if you get me going we're off like and well. and god only knows where we'll end up trying and, to get that horse know, back in the stable is a little difficult yes well dude it is man it, yeah it's like once it's out there just somebody wants to run the, free yeah run free and somebody gave the poor bugger like horse steroids so he's not slowing <laughs> down right like take, so, take a little uh, horse steroid uh, to keep you going for the day that's right that's right so one of the things i thought about sorry let me try to articulate my words one of the things i thought about when we were um, came up with the subject of relapse yep was um the idea of what relapse means right mm. like so because i'm not even sure there's i don't think any everyone agrees now there are some people who would might there might be a lot of people who agree with a relapse is when you take your your drug of choice right right um 
or behavior of choice back. And that yep. absolutely might be what a relapse as simple as it should be, you yep. know? Um, but it's, I don't think it's that simple. And that's just my opinion, yeah. right? And the reason I say that is because at what point in time do you start your recovery? Do you only start yeah. your recovery when you consciously make a decision to do it? Or have you started your recovery when you've tried to control your drinking for five years? Like, yeah. was that the start of it, right? And now I'm just throwing these questions out there, right? Because like, and I think about it often because have, ever since I've come into AA, I haven't had to drink, mm -hmm. right? But before I came into AA, I spent countless efforts trying to figure out other ways to not drink, yeah. right? Like I would work three jobs yeah. thinking that that would, and I mean, consciously work three jobs to avoid having too much free time to drink. As far as I'm concerned, in hindsight, that could be considered um, the start of my recovery, right? Was when yeah, I absolutely. recognized, when I recognized, um, and I seriously want your opinion on this. This is why I'm giving you this information, right? Just because yeah. you're a, you're like a, a babe in the woods, right? Well, so I haven't I, been called a babe in a while, so that's good. Yeah, but you, you know I think you're a babe, dude. <laughs> that beard, that's a beautiful yeah, that's beard, my friend. Full of gray. Full of gray, but beautiful, man. Um, so I, I value your opinion, right? Like, yep. And I think it's important. So because that's what my experience is, is that like, was, so was that when my recovery started or was it even a couple years before when I recognized that I drank differently than other people? Right. Like, well, and that's, that's where think? I think it's, it's interesting because we always talk about a road to recovery, Yeah, but it's like, I think for a lot of people, like I get the impression from a lot of people who don't understand anything about addiction recovery and just kind of stereotype the general census that I've come across is that if like specifically with relapses, why well, you failed. And, and mm -hmm. the only time you start your road to recovery is the moment you're actually clean and sober. And I, uh, I'm with you. I don't know if I see it that way. I, well, I don't know if I'm with you, but I don't know if I see it that way. Like I see it as a road. And I think I personally think you're right. If, if you start to decide I need to change, mm -hmm. I think that's the start of your road to recovery. Yeah, if it so takes a it, year, five years, eight years, okay, you no, know, it's it's a process, right? So yeah, well, and it is a process. Like what, and usually what I've, you know, when you're in a twelve step fellowship, it, usually the roads tend to start when you first sobered up in that fellowship, right? Like yeah. whichever fellowship it is, and that makes sense to me. I totally yeah. get that. Um, but is that actually a relapse prior to that? That if so like when yeah. I was 18, for example, this is actually the first time I knew that I had a problem with alcohol, right? Was oh. when I was 18 and I was blacking out driving and my car mm. ended up on the lawn a couple of times. And I knew that something was off with yeah. my drinking. I knew so much that I quit, right? So that I oh, could wow. train to go in. I quit so I could train to go in the army. Yeah. But I used the training to go in the army as my excuse. So I never had to tell anybody what I really thought of my drinking, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, until I sobered up much later. Yeah. Uh, because obviously I quit drinking to go in the army. And uh, when you don't understand yourself as a young 19 year old young fella, um, you just think that, well, time's passed. So I must be okay now. Yeah. Right? You're all healed. Uh, all healed. And I mean, I was 19. So yeah. you couldn't have convinced me otherwise anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so even though I was totally uh, um, acting out of like David's will, um, yeah. 
that's when I recognized I had a problem. So technically, I've been on the road of recovery. And I say of because what is to recovery? What does that mean? Yeah. Um, and if I was started at 18, I've basically been trying to recover since. Yeah. Right? Like in a very strange kind of way. Now I'm I'm just kind of pontificating here with you, man, because we have the capacity to do that. What do you well, think? I, I think it's interesting because I think with all the guests we've been on and stuff, I've heard people talk about like the road to recovery or or recovery mm-hmm. itself and i think I, I think trying to put rigid boundaries on these things is kind of in my opinion it's impossible to do because mm-hmm. it's it's not a rigid thing it's like saying well the, everybody can get sober on the 12-step program nobody needs mm-hmm. anything else but it doesn't yeah. work that way and i yeah. think that's where recovery is and i mm-hmm. think that's where relapse is is it's like your relapse journey was yours or sorry, yeah. your recovery journey was yours. And it included, if we look at it that way, it included many relapses. Yeah. And it, right. But it, but I don't think like your journey could be longer or shorter than someone else's and someone mm-hmm. else's could look very different than yours. So well, it's, of course, you know, yeah. and we've heard that with all the guests throughout the last couple of years is um, and that's the one thing I've come to really realize is there's no one right way. So mm-hmm. how do you define something as one right way? Yeah, when it and comes that's to any a, that's, of this, right? And another question is, do you need to? Does there exactly. need to be only? And I'm not the kind of person that thinks there does need to be only one way, one answer, right? No, like I'm 100 percent yeah. happy with. You give me ten answers that are all logical and reasonable and that fit, I'll accept them. Like you give me twenty yeah. answers, you give me twenty different philosophies that will. If you provide 20 philosophies that will guarantee someone's sobriety, I will learn, I will try my best to figure out how to incorporate those 20 philosophies into my own life, right? Because if if somebody figures out the balance, and it's usually a combination of factors that create a balance, it's not just one thing, right? Yeah. Um, Because very few things weigh the same. So that scale would be quite tipped, tipped if we looked at it that way. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't even know how, was, how I got on that tangent. But <laughs> so, when, but, but do you think like, because I actually think it, there's more harm in, uh, from what I see, as soon as we start to label things and to try mm-hmm. to define them in mm-hmm. rigid ways, it's, I personally think it does actually more harm because, because I agree. It, it's, it's like the mentality that relapse, you've, you've failed. You failed yeah. if you've relapsed. Oh, I, I just don't believe don't that at all. Yeah. Yeah, like it, not one bit. Yeah. I, I liked how uh, when we took um, um, the 12 steps and the medicine wheel, mm-hmm. I loved how he said it because he said, well, the road to recovery, it's a road. And so mm-hmm. sometimes you're, you're walking down the center line and it's great and you can see it. It's beautiful. But sometimes you kind of veer off and that's what the shoulders mm-hmm. of the road are for is they kind of steer mm-hmm. you back to center. And so he said, no matter how many times you go left and right, you're still on the road. Mm-hmm. whether you're on the left side or the right side or in the center, sometimes you're yeah. in the ditch, but you're still on the road, <laughs> right? Like it's yeah. still part of the road. And sometimes uh, you veer into the ditch and sometimes you fucking jump into the ditch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but and sometimes you crawl out of it, but that's right. In and out. <laughs> it, it, to me, it's a better way of looking at it is it's, it is like that a concept of a journey as opposed to, mm-hmm. You know, oh, once you've made this level, then you're good. You know, it's like, it's like you said, at what point are you recovered? Like, when yeah. is Dave recovered? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't see any of that question. That's a good one, too. 
And I know that the, the response will vary again amongst different people. Yeah. Which again, I, I believe is great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When I say that, I mean it as a good thing that people's mm-hmm. opinions of these things vary. I'm not trying to suggest we need a solid form. Because I mean, as yeah. you and I talk all the time, you know that um, one of the things I really appreciate, appreciate about this life is the fact that we can find um, many truths in the formless, right? In the, the actual, without the labels, without the pigeonholing. And yeah. but something did pop into my head, man, um, based on many conversations you and I have had about this. What if relapse is, is not just another, a touch of the chemical, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. about the chemical. Yep. What if relapse is about just going back into the life? And so it means yep. like whatever your life was, right? And that can only be defined by each person. Like most yep. things in recovery, you can only really uh, take it at the person's face value, right? As to what yep. it is that's going on until they know more. Um, but I, I, I wonder if maybe if that's really what relapse is intended to mean. And, and I only say that as a question, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, 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 seems, is, it is hard to say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like it could mean something more than simply just taking a taste of some chemical, right? Like, yeah. Because I imagine, well, I, I think probably when I, when I quit at 18 and then I started again, that was probably my relapse, right? Yeah. And then so for the next goddamn 10 years, <laughs> dude 10 11 11 years i tried all kinds of ways to slow my drinking down to stop it to control it like and so yeah i spent a good 11 year period in between 18 and when i sobered up at 30 like literally trying to figure it out yeah you know i think i don't know if i really put that all together until right now (laughs) to be honest with you well and i think that's the thing is like you know you gotta to get into recovery or to get, I guess, clean and sober, as they say, it just seems like a, you got a huge mountain to climb. You got to deal mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff everybody has. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it can't and, be just and like, more will be revealed, right? Exactly. And stuff that you probably forgot that you have to deal with because you just really don't want to deal with it. And I think mm-hmm. it's, that's why this concept of like, it's a light switch that you flip where, Oh, now I'm in recovery. So all is good. You know, like, it's going to be easy street from here or, you know, I relapsed. That's the end of it all. There's no hope now. And I I think those things, it's not like that at all. It's, it is definitely a, a progression. Um, It sure seems that way. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you mentioned um, like the lifestyle and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, people go to what they know. Um, So when it comes to a stressful situation, I mean, even for myself, I notice now that I'm going to certain emotions right away, depending on the situation, right? Like if somebody cuts you off in traffic, you go right to anger. You don't hold back. Mm -hmm. You're not like, let me contemplate whether I should be angry or not. You just go there because it's, that's Mm -hmm. what you're comfortable with. Right. And it becomes subconscious. And I think a lot of times that's what happens more so than anything, but I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I think that life's not necessarily the lifestyle, but like just the devil, you know, is sometimes more comfort than being unsure of how to deal with certain things. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You're preaching the converted here, my friend. 
<laughs> the devil, the devil I know is always better than that unknown little motherfucker out there. Right. But like, and it's and it's like that for everything. Like I and that's yeah. where I I don't want to like play this up like it's oh, this is some big monster that only you deal with. It's like everybody deals oh. with that. You always well, go to is, the to what you know, yeah. you know. One one of the things that has helped that, that I've learned through the years here with you is is um that even though you're an army, you're still totally fucking weird, right? So <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly, you're laughing, and I, I mean it as actually yeah. a lot of with with a lot of respect, um, because I have a lot of respect for weirdness, right? Um, <laughs> but but seriously, now I can't remember where I was going, man. Well, it's but like, I think uh, that's right. As I think we we all have things we need to deal with. That's the point, right? Yeah. Is that every human is is susceptible to selfishness. It's not yes. like it's just alcoholics and addicts. Like no. every human has the propensity to be self-centered yeah. right like i think yeah. that's that probably is part of our human difficulty maybe one of our worst difficulties our, our struggle with self yeah. right and it, it it plays itself out in all kinds of different ways but oh, I, think, totally. yeah, I, I think that's probably the, the real underlying difficulty that we all have as yeah. human beings is trying to take care of self first always <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're not really given the tools. I mean, not not everybody, but a lot of people are not given mm-hmm. the tools to be able to do that. So, or the I, nurturing along exactly. the way, right? Like, yeah, to, to to be shown that being helpful to others is a good thing. Exactly. Right? Like, or yeah. how to properly emotionally deal with someone who's doing this, or mm-hmm. or in this situation. Like, um, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Uh, like they just weren't raised to understand their emotions. They were not raised to, to think about their emotions and to th- consider, well, what is this trying to tell me? And, you know, like handle these emotional situations. I know for myself, it was the old, like, ah, walk it off kind of mentality. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if, some dirt on it. Exactly. <laughs> if it's just walk it off, <laughs> toughen up. And it's like, yeah. that's how you learn to deal with shit. You're not going to deal with everything in a positive way. Uh-uh. you know you just got yeah. a bunch of dirt rubbed on everything <laughs> exactly but i think that's just common to uh, like um our society really mm-hmm. like i know I, I don't know a lot of pe- i actually don't know a lot of people that are really well centered emotionally that can honestly say they you know they don't have too much to deal with i don't yeah. know anybody like that <laughs> well and i and i think that's a that's a telling it's probably because most humans have stuff to deal with right like yeah and it, it just seems to have different, lots of different shapes and sizes for all of us, right? As to what it for is sure. we're dealing with. And I think it is important, man, that we talk about that very thing there that you brought up, which is, it's not like I'm the one sitting here on the hot seat, right? Like, cause I don't yeah, yeah. feel like that. No, I feel like I'm, I'm fortunate because I've been shown that, yeah, some of these things are my problem and that I'm aware of it because other people showed me. Right. So that's, I mean, that's where I'm coming from is I wouldn't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here and be able to like function as a reasonably respectable citizen (laughs) um, in the manner that I do, were it not for other people showing me how. Totally. Right. Um, And honestly, a lot of different perspectives. Oh, totally. And I think that's Mm -hmm. why, like, for me, when we started the podcast, you know, I was thinking, well, I'm a pretty normal guy. Like I don't have an addiction to alcohol and drugs. I'm, I'm awesome. I'm I'm doing great. Yay. My team. 
And I think as I've gone on, I've just realized, no, we're all just fucked up in different ways. Yeah. And totally, uh, man. I've honestly, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I know I've said this before, so I won't harp on it, but it, this, the show has kind of opened me up to that reality that mm. everybody's fucked up just mm. in different ways and it affects them yeah. differently. Right. Yeah. And so what might seem in, insignificant to one person as far as trauma mm. is very traumatic to another person it just depends Absolutely, on your situation man. and and so i think you know in a, in a lot of ways when i look around at the people around me i can see addictive behaviors or self-destructive mm. behaviors um mm. it just doesn't manifest and for some reason we've just demonized the whole substance abuse thing yeah but there's yeah. and you know, yeah. there's other abuses that we do to ourselves and to the people around us that aren't as demonized for some reason. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. You're, there's no question about it. And another thing about the, like, just to add on to what you're saying about how demonized certain demographics get versus other people. And I mean, look, you and I both know that, especially today, it's very prevalent that there is a constant desire to separate us right yes and it seems like there is a constant desire for us to be at each other's like falls right like yeah just um, for no better reason than this is what somebody's telling us we should be thinking right like um and i really hope that we get wise man Um, oh yeah the fact that we we are all the only ones who can do anything about these jag ops that are dangling these carrots in front of everybody's faces right yeah. Um, but I don't want to get up on that tangent because, <laughs> um, because that, that might make people out there relapse actually. So we're just going to, we'll, I'll steer away from um, <laughs> politics, which is where my goals are going. Um, because that's, that's not what we want to talk about, right? Those, yeah. those issues, however, um, since it did come up because it is a part of life, yep. those issues do cause emotional upheavals, which often Art. pre- um preempt a relapse right sorry my cat was walking so my head almost hit the camera <laughs> that'll be a good segue dude on the recording you'd be like dude we're using that for the opening scene yeah. <laughs> my face <laughs> dave's big melon <laughs> my big coconut um but yeah i think you're right and i think um i, I for me i think one of the things can you know going back to just relapse is you know, being around people who maybe don't understand addiction, don't care to understand it, just have those stereotypes, it really seems demonized. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's such a shame because I don't think, I don't think anybody should be demonized for it. I think it should be, mm-hmm. hey, you just, you got to start again. You know, like the next day when you wake up, start again. You're still in recovery. You just got to, yeah. you just go on a, it's a new day. You know? Yeah, and you're right. The demonizing man that that adds the pressure and adds shame to every person yeah. who can't make it, right? Like, yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. Again, we're this is not just not like just like addicts and alcoholics are demonized. Like, no. there's there are so many subcultures within our culture that are demonized because they're For sure they're abnormal quotation marks, right? Yep. Like, um, and they contain people obviously who are just out of their minds. Yeah, until yeah. you realize that um we're all out of our minds yeah. <laughs> and i mean yeah. we're all struggling to stay in our bodies and in our minds right we're struggling yeah. to hang on to some semblance of sanity and these kinds of things are what cause 
people like myself, and I'm not speaking yeah. for other every other human on the planet, just it's a very similar pattern where emotional upheaval will preempt a relapse. Yeah. Right. And so trying not to get, and there's some literature, there's lots of literature that talks about it, about not attaching to anything. Um, yeah. And then some things more specifically, like avoiding emotional entanglement until you're reasonably certain that it's not going to cause you to hurt yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And basically, depending on how where you pull the quotes from, and I'm obviously jumbling them up, um, because that's just how my brain works, kids. <laughs> it's a fun um, ride. <laughs> yeah, wherever I read those things are coming together right now. So yeah, you know, that's um, right. And now I can't remember what, we're, what I was saying because that's also how my brain works, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much well, booze now. What was I talking about? Um. Uh where were we going with that well how about yeah. this when i think we we're talking about like the demonizing of it um yes we were talking about demonizing of alcoholics and addicts yeah specifically um how much shame it adds on and yeah. then i went into the emotional upheaval that's right and i was talking about how that is one of the things that we try to teach new people yeah. to recovery to not get involved in right like yeah yeah some things you can't avoid but like we just try to simply and even for ourselves for myself right like i try to learn these things too yeah because when i was new people were fucking telling me that like seriously dave stop picking women up stop it <laughs> like stop it and i would say yeah you're right like it's just causing me so many problems but i couldn't stop <laughs> right like it was and i i'm chuckling but when i was going through it there was nothing funny about it, right? Yeah. Like, um, because my addictive personality had simply shifted gears and sent me hard and shameful into mm -hmm. um, that uh, that kind of behavior, right? Yeah. Which, which, to be honest with you, obviously, if people want to have sex, there's nothing wrong with sex. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There is absolutely something unhealthy about how I approached sex in yeah. most of for most of my life right like um but that's another thing right like that's part of those emotional upheavals we try to keep people from making the same mistakes yeah. we did right yeah like, don't quit your job in your first year don't make a big decision like a big change right like if yeah, you can yeah. avoid if you yeah. can avoid obviously yeah, yeah. there are circumstances that 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 take shape that you can't avoid those kinds of things right um don't get into a relationship in your first year, right? Because what did we just talk about? What's the yeah. number one thing that comes from relationships? Because what happens more upheaval, right? And what happens more often than with relationships than it being the one? Yeah, yeah. It's not the one. Right? It's not. Like it's practice run. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, it is yep. not the one, unless yep. you are the fortunate few. And to you, God bless you. Because yeah, yeah. man, here's some lucky mofos, right? Yeah. Like word. I, and I mean that with all due respect to all of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that's pretty fantastic. Uh and so anyway, back to the emotional upheaval. So for the rest of the universe, though, that's not how it works, right? Most of yeah. the time, those of us who come in, and I'm not saying all, of course, but most of the time we have some sort of interpersonal relationship difficulties, yeah. right? And for the most part, that has really manifested in our 
family relationships and our romantic relationships. Yeah. That just tends to be where it manifests because right. those are the people who are around us the most. Right. Yeah. And that's who's closest to us. It, exactly. And it also, it, ha- it includes friends in there yeah, too, totally. right? Like um, close friends, but uh, yeah, that kind of stuff just, it throws us off our whack. Right. So like, I, my question then is, would you consider if you, if you look at relapse then, um, like a lot of times when you remove one addictive behavior, it just gets replaced by another, right? So you don't drink anymore, but you had sex with everything that walked that you could possibly do that with. Ouch, Darcy, you just called me a whore. <laughs> I mean... Oh my God, Darcy. Ouch. So wait, let me see if my heart will recover. Okay, you might be right, Darcy, but still. All so right. does that, would you consider that a relapse? It, you know a what I mean? Question, like, right? And, and, and I don't even times... know. I really don't know. Yep. I don't either, man. I don't know what it would mean for other people, but what I would know for myself is how it made me feel. Right. Yeah. So I I didn't consider it a relapse because my chemical wasn't, I didn't pick up my chemical. Right. But I did consider it emotional relapse, like emotional using. Right. And that's what I still consider it as. And because it basically what it comes down to is that becomes harm reduction. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is, and, and I say that I don't mean to, um, downplay the role of harm reduction in our lives because most of us have some connection to harm reduction, right? Yep. Which, which is valuable to whoever is involved in that as far as I'm Absolutely. concerned, right? Um, and so I don't mean to diminish that. What I'm getting at is that's really what I did and what a lot of people that I know do when they yep. first sober up, right? Yep. Is they go into harm reduction mode. So they're doing like either workaholism, right? Yep. Lots of guys I know with with time, they gamble, right? Mm. Now, does that mean they have a gambling problem? Absolutely not. Like, yeah, but yeah. could it become one? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Much like, <clears throat> much like getting a really good job and loving your job and wanting to do good at your job could easily become workaholism by the weekend. Absolutely. Right? Like, yep. Those things can change. And so all, totally. all, all I'm getting at is that's what we do. Yeah. Oftentimes we search for the alternative and for lots of people it's sex because mm-hmm. we're all, we, most of us come in. Um, and again, I clarify my language. Most of us come in and we have some difficulties with those relationships. Yeah. Right. Um, and of course, not all of us have been abused or anything, but that doesn't mean we've had healthy relationships. Right? For sure. Yeah. Because there are so many different kinds of toxic relationships out there. Um, and yeah, oh yeah, God for you know for any ten that you and I could come up with, there's probably another unknown amount of oh, yeah. traits, right? Like yeah, that go into some relationships. Um, but yeah, the most common, obviously, are codependent ones, and yeah. I mean that's where we come from as a life of codependency, right? Where yeah. we're the addict relying on someone else. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and to- a lot of times that's what's modeled for us as we're growing up is like. Um, I see a lot of parents where one parent is very dominant and domineering, the other one's not. And you just kind of mm-hmm. like you you get that modeled for you. So how do you it's like if I gave if that's the only information I gave you, how would you know anything else? Right? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, so then you're an adult and you have to deal with trauma, you have to deal with all this other stuff. And then you have to deal with, oh, but what I was taught how to deal with things when I was growing mm-hmm. up is wrong. So now I've got but to start all- agreed at like age three again yeah. and learn emotionally how to deal with things. The good news is, is most of us who were traumatized early on, we have to do all that anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, we have to, because something happens to the brain, right? 
Yeah. And so we have to go back and figure out how to reframe a lot of it. Right. Yeah. Like as, as time has gone by, we've solidified ideas about life, beliefs about life, um, you know, things, not only things that we were told by our parents or taught by our parents or yep. formally taught by anyone, but what we were taught by our peers, yep. by our older peers, by our older siblings, younger siblings, like yep. all those things come into play, right? Because in each of those different, like I'm using my brothers as an example. So I have yep. an older brother and a younger brother. And yep. in each of their lives, different things happen that didn't happen to me, mm-hmm. right? And so... And not everything that happened to me were they even aware of. Yeah. Right. Until until they were adults. Yeah. Um, so, but if we, nothing ever changes, that stuff just keeps recycling. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I suppose. Um, well, it, it would because I would just keep doing what I always did. Yeah. You know, and we've talked like I, this has been an incredible time of pain for me, but a lot of like feeling of just okay, it is what it needs to be. Yeah. Right. Like and. And no need to change it. So or, I guess going going to that, like that right there, why? I guess something must have changed in you at some point because you didn't go back to your old ways. Mm-hmm. At least you haven't yeah. yet. Yeah. So what do you think? Like, what do you think the difference is now as opposed to say 10 years ago, Dave, that what if you were going mm-hmm. through the exact same kind of emotional situation right now what you know you would respond to different so what how do you get to where you were at now where this time you chose not to go into go back to that i know there's gonna be yeah there's a lot of that goes into that that's a good question dude it's pretty heavy too um and there's a lot of aspects to the answer because it's not just one answer Uh, yeah of course of course what what has changed in 10 years well i broke my back right like (laughs) well that's part of it uh, yeah that was a big one. And that had a lot to do with my, um, my sense of self, right? Mm-hmm. Because for three years, I couldn't touch weight. Yeah. Right? I couldn't golf. I yep. couldn't do the stuff that I had learned to do to, do, to cope, right? With, yeah, yeah. Um, with my pain, my emotional pain at that point. Yeah. And so by not learning other avenues to cope with my emotional pain, not, I mean, not that I hadn't learned any, obviously I'd done a lot of writing work in terms of fellowship work, like 12 step yep. work and, um, and other types of self-discovery stuff. Um, yep. but the, the reality is, is that through the last 10 years, I've just, I've changed. I changed after the first time I went under for my surgery and was under for like 14 hours or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yep. I came out of that different, yep. right? Like, um and every encounter since you know with yeah whether it was surgery or encountering some other part of myself that i could no longer deny right like you weren't you weren't around when i still was having trouble like yeah yeah that's true Um, but it wasn't that long ago yeah Uh, so i remember that those things have occurred um, and through the crucible of pain, I guess, right, which is how we normally learn is I suppose, we, yeah. we make some, we make choices and the consequences or just the reactive responses from those choices, right? Like, yeah, um, we have to live with those. And um, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that, right? Because I know yeah. that to get through the last 10 years of my life, Darcy, I've needed a lot of things, right? Like, for sure, yeah, I, I've needed to be able to speak in the right moments when I couldn't before. 
I've yeah. needed to listen in the right moments where I didn't before. Um, and those things change, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm much more willing to listen today than I've ever been in my life. You know, well, and, um, and I think you've probably built up a much better support system too, just with friends, family, uh, you know, meetings, um, things like mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, I, I, it seems to me that you've built a, a really good solid mm-hmm. foundation of support I, where you have people absolutely. you can reach out to, you have, you know, and not just in meeting rooms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely so, not. Yeah. So like, I mean, you have your brothers, you have your family, you have friends, you mm-hmm. have, but you also have people from meetings and things like that. So I yep. think, um, I mean, for me, one of the things that I, I think is critical for all of us, all people is, is that connection. And I think mm-hmm. if we all took that to just kind of f- take some time to focus on building up who it is around you that, you know, you can rely on, mm-hmm. not necessarily if it's going to be life threatening or if it's, you know, take out the extremes and just be like, well, but if you're ever in a time of need, mm-hmm. what's your support yeah. structure like, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, even as something as simple as what I'm going through is just moving, moving, you know, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of emotional upheaval with that. So where's your support network, you know, because yeah. if without that, I mean, I, I, you know, it's easy for me to spiral and just start in my brain, just mm-hmm. start building this into something it's not. And I imagine mm-hmm. that's probably very similar where you start obsessing yeah. about it. And then suddenly it goes from zero to we're at 85 miles an hour now. Mm-hmm. And it only took 30 seconds <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. it, it just quickly just long. keeps going. Right. Yeah. And yeah. cause I find as soon as I start obsessing about the one little stressor, the one little thing, the little obstacle or whatever it is, that's when it gets horrendous. That's when because I just feel usually, beat. Yeah. It's that one thing that you can't do shit about too, that your brain's <laughs> focusing on. Right. Because, yeah. and why? Because it wants to solve that goddamn problem. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like it wants Absolutely. to solve that problem. How do I solve this one thing? Well, you can't. So instead I'm going to spin out of control and yeah. cause you to run into a wall, right? Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever your proverbial wall might be. Yeah. You know? And again, it just triggers you to go back to what, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. well, I don't know how to deal with this, but we know that we felt this before. And if we just go yeah. there, you know, yeah. well, so you brought up something here that we should probably talk about because we're coming down to the last few minutes here. Yeah. To follow and abide because the dude abides, man. So to follow and abide by my friend Darcy's guidelines, I'm with you, brother. You only got a few minutes. Right on, man. Right on. So, so you brought it up though. Um, What, instead of relapsing, what are some things that we might be able to do to stay away from relapse? Right. Like just from a, from a perspective of a human, Matt, what do you think are some of the, the ideas we might do? For me, honestly, it would be to get out and be around people, get out, not just mm. any people, just like get out and be around mm. the positive people in your life, people that you mm. know are going to lift you up a little bit, even mm. if it's just hanging out, so watching a hockey game, and you know, you guys are just eating snacks or whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be mm. a, a serious thing. I just think once you're kind of around people and you start realizing, like, oh, well, that isn't the end of my world, it's like. I, I just feel it puts you in a different mindset. It does for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I would yep. expect that it does for others as well. So I don't know how yeah, I agree, if you man. feel that way, but I do. And I feel like you're absolutely right about the positive people. And, and I don't mean Pollyanna positive. I no, mean no, positive. no. And I know you didn't mean that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I second that notion, right? Like it's what I, the kind of people I'm talking about are people who are doing right. 
yes. are doing the things that you um, that you see will lead to what it is you want, whatever that might be. Yeah. Right. Like, and just as an example, like if you want peacefulness, you might want to find people who hang out and are peaceful. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I could talk about peacefulness all day long, but I'm probably not the most peaceful person that you will meet. Yeah. And there might be someone better at this stage of my life for you to talk to. Right. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Because I might not be the best at that right now. Or sure. I might be okay enough to get you to feel comfortable with something, right? Like absolutely. Uh, but so just like pay attention. And and I think, you know, one of the things that that I try to do is listen to the signs that are shown to me, right? Like I bumped into yeah. a friend last week and he he read uh Eckhart Tolle's last book. I guess it's called A New Earth. Okay. Um, and he recommended it to me. And so I read it and like I'm just well, I'm reading it. I'm almost finished it, but I'm just yeah. like devouring it, right? Because wow. it's talking about how important it is to be aware of you, mm -hmm. right? To be aware of your inner life and your outer life. I Man, he talks about all kinds of amazing stuff that I couldn't yeah. possibly summarize. But frankly, it's mostly comes back to slowing down, mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of it has to do with yeah. slowing down. And allowing yourself to feel the pause between the breaths, right? Like, yeah. And you're a fellow meditator, so you'll appreciate that because there's a, a quote, and I'm probably going to misquote this. So if you've read the book out there or, or you're going to read the book, um, please send me all your hate. Uh, but it, it's something <laughs> about, um, it's something, oh, now I can't remember what it is in my long <laughs> attempt at comedy. Um, I lost my point, which happens all the time. But anyway, this, the book just, I don't believe every word of it. That's not the yeah. point, right? No. The, the, but what he does talk about, one of the things that I do believe because I practice it is the breath work, right? Yeah. The breathing, just like as soon as you return to your breath, like how thinking just stops. Totally. Right? Because breathing is fundamental, yep. you know, and and not thinking about your breathing, just allowing yourself to breathe, right? Like, as yeah. you know, meditation. So, um, but it's something, he mentions something about the breathing work. And he, and he said to someone he was working with, if I could tell you one thing that would change your life, I think it was him that told this person, um, it, it would be to, to do breathing, right? right? Like, that's the, that's the answer. The one thing yeah. that will absolutely change your life if you do it every day and practice every day 100%. it will absolutely change your life without you having to do anything else except breathe yeah right like absolutely um, i can't remember how the story went but anyway it doesn't matter because it's not my story the the idea is is that it is that simple that yep. was my point right is that it really is that simple find what works for you totally. find what you connect to yeah it's interesting i watched a tiktok you're just talking about meditation and I watched a TikTok the other day from a Buddhist monk, and he was mm -hmm. talking about um, when you're playing video games, how you're in the moment. Mm -hmm. You're not mm -hmm. thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, you're not thinking about the fight you had with your spouse or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're 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 in the moment, and it's or like having if, to sleep on the couch because you're playing video games. And yeah. your spouse is mad. <laughs> but you're in the moment. You're in the moment in you the are. game. Yeah. But if we could just, and I think that's uh, one of the things is if you if you. I mean, I know for me, as soon as I start worrying about what's going to happen and my brain just starts like doing that, 
And I mm-hmm. think for a lot of people, that's what the breathing is, is it's that cue to stop, just stop and pause and, and just reset. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can use just about anything to do that. I mean, you can, whatever works for you, like you said. So if it's video games that allow you to mm-hmm. stop for an hour, you just don't think about the future and don't worry about your worries, then mm-hmm. video games are great. If it's meditation, mm-hmm. that's great. If it's yoga, if it's working out, as long mm-hmm. as it's not to your detriment. But yeah, I mean, that's the idea. If it's yeah. to your detriment, it stops being healthy anyway. Yeah. And right? it's just, for me, it's a way to like maybe jog your brain out of that cycle of just let's amp things up and make it worse and mm-hmm. make it worse. Whereas if yeah. you can just use something like breathing, that works for mm-hmm. me, it works for you, it works for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But just about anything will, as long as it takes your mind away from that. To the point where you can then in your mind go, okay, now I can I can see where I was starting to freak out about that. Maybe it's not so bad. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I'll make a phone call to a friend now. Maybe I'll start, you know, and see what's, you know. Yep. And I think anything like that can, can kind of give you that like pause to, mm-hmm. to just, maybe that's the moment you reach out. Maybe that's the moment you do something else that, that gets you out yeah. of that thought pattern. Yeah, and some people feel that running. Some people feel yeah. it like, Hiking, right? Hiking, yep. rock cooking, climbing, whatever. Cooking, I mean, cleaning. Yep. Just, I mean, the one thing we want to remember is that we're not punishing ourselves here, right? No. Like what we're what we're trying to do is is we're really trying to be kind to ourselves and yes. figure out what it is that we actually need. Exactly. <laughs> Instead yeah. of just all the stuff that flutters in front of our face of what we want, yeah. right? Like of all the things that we want, which. I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't want stuff, right? Like, cause I, I think that's a very healthy to want things. Oh yeah. Um, but it's also healthy to slow down and not get everything you want. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one thing to want something and then work towards mm-hmm. getting that. I mean, I want, yeah. uh, you know, a car next year, I'll work towards getting that, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But, but it's easy when we do it about objects, but when it's our emotions, like I yeah. want to be less angry. Well, I have to actually mm-hmm. put work into that. Just like you have to put work into when you have some strong emotional reaction to not mm-hmm. going to relapse. You have to consciously mm-hmm. put some thought in there. So yeah. I, I think it's very similar. And I think these are just human behaviors that we we need to understand that, you know, mm-hmm. just because it's called relapse or recovery, yeah. it's no different than anybody else. It really isn't, no. you know. It's not. The same, the same philosophy goes into it for everyone. Yeah. We're all looking for a way to make it through this. Yeah, really, and I think that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I don't want to negate the fact that there is a lot of destructive behaviors that, that damage people's lives badly. But of course. I just I just want to make, you know, I guess for me, it's I don't want people to feel like they're isolated and alone. Yeah. When in reality, most of us struggle with shit every day. Yeah. It's and of course, different, like, you there's know? Just different kinds of shit, right? Yeah. Um, and I and would some, react differently shit, than you. So, absolutely. And some shit to some people won't seem like shit at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Because when your underwear is full of shit and someone throws like a speck of shit at you, you're like, that's not really shit. <laughs> yeah, Let me show really. you what shit looks like. Come over here. <laughs> Let, let's open this up. Yeah. Because <laughs> we are, after all, like cousins to like, apes and monkeys right so yeah like i love that because i love thinking that there's like monkeys out there flinging their poop and there's people out there flinging their poop at each other on the internet so it's kind of like a there's like a 
um, modern day monkey man, dude. <laughs> like, just get on the internet. You can fling your feces at whoever you want. Well, I, I guess if you species. metaphorically, that's a good metaphor for humans. We do like to fling our shit at everybody we else. We do, man. We yeah. do. We like to we like to point our fingers and fling our poop, dude. You know, <laughs> when when we're not sitting in it. Yes. We sit in it until it goes cold and then we throw that stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Somebody else's problem now. That's right, man. So I mean, uh, I mean how do you feel about thinking about things about relapse? Like what's I guess what's do you have a final mm-hmm. I think, well I, yeah i have lots of final thoughts i think on it because there's there's a it's a pretty big subject right because yeah. it impacts many different people in different ways and it means as we discussed like it could mean different things to different people yeah um but i think the biggest thing i i would wish for and i don't know if it's possible i don't right yep. is that people could somehow we could figure out a way to help people not have to feel shame yes. about it right? That's the biggest thing is that um, even if their behavior is shameful, like when they go back out, mm-hmm. because, but most time it's not right. Like yeah, it's yeah. not always shameful. Yeah. Um, and so there's got to be also an understanding that not all behavior can be accounted as the same just Absolutely. because that person might've been under the influence. Absolutely. Right? Like yeah. if, if you're walking down 17th Ave and you're sober and you moon somebody out of a car, like, people could say you're crazy right totally but you're totally sober man you're not crazier yeah. just because you're using a drug right and you exactly. somebody yeah so it's one of those things where we just like take a big paintbrush smack it on the side of some big of some giant subject yeah and basically treat the band-aid like it's over a bullet hole right like absolutely um so i i again i don't know if it's possible because i think humans as a humans at this point in our history like shame's a part of our life right? absolutely and, but it doesn't have to be forever and i don't believe it does i, no. I don't i there's got to be a way for us to help each other in that in these yeah. in, in these communities where we can help each other help ourselves take the shame out of that right because yeah. if in fact i am an alcoholic Darcy, what what likelihood do i have of living my say the next 30 years without a drink yeah right like if we got down to the math Darcy, i can tell you it's not very good yeah 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 <laughs> right that doesn't mean that i'm not going to make it that just means that the odds are not in my favor right yes. so because if i am dependent on alcohol with my blood being and soul right if that's mm-hmm. what it means then most likely i am probably supposed to die an alcoholic death right yeah if that is my yeah. issue yeah absolutely um much like if there was no insulin, if there wasn't the, the medicine available for a diabetic, they would die without question because of sugar, right? Yeah. Like, or whatever it is, it would be no question if you don't have insulin to balance that out, you're yep. dead, right? Yeah. Or at least constantly in a state of shock, right? Which totally, is tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's weird, but we just don't look at it the same way right? Yeah, we just you're don't. right. We, we don't. We look at it like, because we think there is an element of choice still. And yeah. so it's harder for us to take the shame out of it. Once we put the element of choice on you, that is the uh, onus on you, Darcy, we've taken the, um, we've taken the ability to be flexible about it. So yeah. now there's going to be shame on you, right? Yeah. Because we put it on you. So now there's no question if you fail to do what we've set you up to do, 
then you have relapsed exactly. and you should be ashamed, right? Yes. And you are a failure. So, that's right. And you are a failure. Not that anybody that I know would, well, I do know some people that might say that uh, to people, um, but you don't have to directly tell them they're a failure for someone you've been beating down for however long, yeah. um, finally can't make it and you just beat them down more. Yeah. Like, well, that's I how I always it. see like, it. I see people that talk like this about people that have relapsed. Yeah. And I'm like, it just feels like you're picking on somebody now. Like, it just feels yeah, like you're no. kicking somebody while they're down. And I'm like, that's all it is. All we got to do is, is reach man. down and help them up. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand. Like, and if they fall again, two days later, we reach down, we pick them up again. Like, yeah. It's not like we, this isn't a one-time offer. Like, yeah. Like, like, you're not one and I, done here. Sorry. It's, yeah, it's a rope. It's like, I'm not going to ask you before I help you out of a gutter. I'm not going to ask you how many times you've been out of this gutter. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's not in my. It's not even in my brain. Like yeah. my, I could not even have. If it wasn't for other perspectives, there'd be no way for my brain to get there. No. no <laughs> I always think. Of, I always think of it like you, you go down the highway <laughs> and uh, staying on the whole road analogy. You see somebody mm -hmm. that. that does it needs help changing a spare tire do you get out and be like well have you had a spare tire before well then if you have sorry i can't help you now because you yeah, should have known better go like, fuck yourself yeah like you're fucking done buddy yeah like take, you just you don't care. even He'll think of it yeah take off. you don't think of it that way you'd just be like no okay well i'll help you out and i i think that's where we need to stop demonizing these things and just realize yeah, our job is to help people out our job is to be of use, man. Yeah. And, and I and I know that not everybody has learned that, and mm -hmm. I know that not everybody believes that, and that is all, as well perfectly fine, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but if if in fact we want to be recovering and truly, like I think, and again, just my opinion, man, we could have ten people like me, and we'd all have different ideas about this, totally. Right? And again, yep. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I just think like. Yeah, I, I don't want to be one of those people who throws shit at people, right? Like, absolutely. Especially yeah. when I see you crawling out of a pile of shit, Darcy. Yeah. I don't exactly. want to throw shit at you and I don't want to kick you back into the shit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I don't think you want to make people feel like, you know, they're less than you. They're, they've mm -hmm. somehow disappointed you or, you know, things like that. Like, it's yeah, just, because I'm no not disappointed, right? No. Yeah. There's, like, it's not about me. <laughs> yeah i mean we've it's all had our plan. emotional failures we've all had or not failures but setbacks even and mm -hmm. so like to look to me it's just it's a shame that we are as a general society i mean we um look at these things as so negative and like you yeah. said we we put the onus on the person rather than mm -hmm. like when we when somebody talks about cancer they don't blame the cancer patient for getting yeah. cancer now like, again but but we do put the onus of treatment on that person Right? true which yeah i agree with that the onus of yeah. treatment has to be but to yep. demonize the person who can't take the treatment like for for someone who who gets the diagnosed with cancer and they have to do chemo but they can't do chemo because it's killing them worse than the cancer is killing them yep. then they've got to figure out some other way right? yes and, and yep. so that's just about keeping an open mind and and remembering yeah. that there's more than one option that's all, man. I, I don't want to get preachy because I think like um, I don't feel preachy about this thing. I feel like no. uh, it, 
it's a big boat and I, I really believe everyone's invited on board. So, um, oh, yeah. you know, whatever it takes to get there. Uh, if, if you need to recover, I hope you find a way to recover. Um, and if you're out there and you need help, like, please don't hesitate to reach out to us through the podcast. Mm-hmm. You can DM us on Facebook, Freedom's Path Recovery page. Sorry, Freedom's Path Recovery Society page. Um, yep. And yeah, keep uh, keep your eyes open. We're going to have different topics. We're probably going to do this as often as we can, uh, yeah. given our schedules. And um, we'll try to keep some stuff coming for everybody because we just love doing this. And we have enjoyed connecting with everybody. Oh, we yeah. are going to occasionally have guests. Um, and it's been a nice... Uh, I say nice, but it's been a transition period is probably the best way to describe the last few months Um, for not only myself, but obviously, as as we've talked about, Darcy's going through a huge move to L.A. um, And, (laughs) um, and you know, we all wish it would be more glamorous, but it's Lethbridge, Alberta. So (laughs) instead of Los Angeles, California. Yeah, I do like how that sounds, though. I'll have to start saying that from now on. I almost, I almost heard a, a California summer breeze going through a pine, tr- uh, pine tree, a palm tree behind me there when you said that. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to this, man. This was yeah, fun absolutely. This is great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're just as usual, uh, folks. We are. These are just opinions, man. Uh, and yeah. your opinion is just that. That's your opinion, man. So you guys take care.